Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The World in 10, the big news stories of the day explained and analysed by The Times of London. Today with Rebecca Myers and Stuart Willey. Six years on from a school shooting, voices from beyond the grave are urging political change. Our correspondent explains how and unpacks the debate around gun law reform. Today marks six years since the massacre at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, where 17 students and staff were killed. Many hoped the tragedy of that mass shooting in South Florida might lead to lasting change, but the grim toll of school shootings has not stopped. Now, one of the teenagers who was killed on that day has been phoning politicians. Hello, I'm Joaquin Oliver. I was a senior at Parkland. Many students and teachers were murdered on Valentine's Day by a person using an AR-15 but you don't care. You never did. The thing is, I died that day in Parkland. My body was destroyed by a weapon of war. I'm back today because my parents used AI to recreate my voice to call you. How many dead voices will you hear before you finally listen? With us on The World in 10 is The Times correspondent Jackie Goddard, who's in Parkland today. Jackie, you've met the parents of the 17-year-old we heard there. What are they hoping to achieve? Yeah, I spoke to his father. So uh, six years ago, Joaquin Oliver's voice was silenced. And the purpose of this new campaign is to give voice back to him and victims of, of gun crime and gun violence. And very clever technology to, has been used to recreate the voices of the dead. So they are speaking beyond the grave, using artificial intelligence and deep machine learning by analysing family recordings of, of uh, Joaquin and others when they were alive, AI can recreate their voices as they would be now. And then they have recorded messages to legislators, to politicians in Washington, D.C., and placed these audios on a website that you can click on, enter your, your, your zip code, your postcode of, of where you live, and it will look up who your particular representatives are in Congress. And then it will send to their landline, their office landline, the audio recording. It will make a call. And as you can imagine, it's pretty powerful advocacy. And certainly the Olivers, who have always led very in-your-face, very confrontational advocacy, um, and now they can also show others his voice and use his voice to, to join calls for gun reform. Gun reform's long been a tough, uh, hot-button issue. How do you see this debate playing out? Well, gun reform has always been such an uphill struggle, certainly since the Parkland massacre. There's been a lot more political activism, particularly by young people who do identify this as an issue. These are folks who are having to go to school, certainly particularly high schoolers because they cross into 
uh, in their latter years at school into uh, legal voting age, who are fed up with having to you know, do these drills once a month of how to hide under a desk or, or you know, huddle in the corner of your classroom so you know what to do if a mass shooter is in the school. So there has been a lot of mobilisation, particularly of younger people, to make this an issue. And the Olivers have worked in tandem with March for Our Lives, which was an organisation that was started by students at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High after the 2018 massacre, who have now grown into the most powerful youth movement in America uh, and have done a lot on voter sign-up and get-out-the-vote efforts over the ensuing elections. Jackie, thank you very much. Joaquin's father told The Times more than 270,000 Americans have been killed in gun violence since his son was shot. He vows to keep asking for change. Hundreds of army vehicles, trucks, tractors and guns on the move in the British countryside, heading over to mainland Europe for the biggest NATO military exercise since the Cold War, set for May. It will see 90,000 troops from NATO rehearse for war. This is an event of unparalleled size, according to a British army captain who spoke to The Times' defence editor, Larissa Brown. The equipment is being taken by boat to Germany and then overland onto Poland to take part in Steadfast Defender 2024. We asked Larissa what everyone is thinking. Are they preparing for a war with Russia? Yes, I mean, nobody sort of uses the term Russia as such, but they say that they're preparing for a war in Eastern Europe and obviously, Mm. who else could it be? I I was speaking to soldiers yesterday at the Mounting Centre in Marchwood, Hampshire, where they're putting hundreds of uh, army vehicles onto a cargo vessel, which will then go to Germany. And then those vehicles will then head on to Poland to take part in this huge exercise called Steadfast Defender. And the soldiers uh, were telling me that they'd never seen anything like this in their lifetimes. It's obviously a huge uh, deal for them to be taking part. Um, But it was clear as well from speaking to these, these men and women that in their minds, at the forefront of their minds, was the fact that they could be doing this uh, for real at some point in the future. And part of the aim is to rehearse how US troops could reinforce their European allies in countries bordering Russia, as Larissa explains. It's it's all about looking at whether, well, obviously the US will reinforce uh, Europe if there is a war with Russia, and it's looking at how the US might do that. One of the things that the UK is doing is that we're sending our aircraft carrier. Now, there's been a bit of controversy over all of this because the original aircraft carrier that was meant to go, HMS Queen Elizabeth, uh, broke down a week ago and the Royal Navy has had to send HMS Prince of Wales instead. That's all been a bit embarrassing uh, for the Royal Navy. But once the carrier finally gets there, the carrier is meant to be a centrepiece of this of this whole exercise. There's also meant to be a parachute drop and various drills involving uh, British tanks as well, which we'll be writing uh, more on this afternoon. Indonesia's election looks to be done and dusted in the first round, with Prabowo Subianto claiming victory after unofficial counts showed him with a huge lead. The Times' Asia editor Richard Lloyd Parry told us about the man likely to lead this massive country. He is a remarkable man, to put it mildly, with a, an extraordinary history. I mean, young Indonesians today who are, you know, who are voting, a lot of them know him from the image that has been projected in his campaigning, a rather cuddly, comical, twinkly-eyed grandpa. He's been turned into memes with cartoon versions of him, kind of Japanese-style cartoons with big eyes. 
at, at his rallies, he does a acutely inept kind of dad dance where he's boogieing along to the music. But I'm because I've been around far too long. I'm old enough to remember Proboa in the late 1990s, and then he was a, a feared and reviled figure. He was a general. He was the commander of the special forces in East Timor where terrible human rights violations were carried out. People were kidnapped, abducted, killed. And then when the civilian student movement against President Suharto, which eventually overthrew him successfully, when that was building up, Proboa, who was the son-in-law of the dictator Suharto, did the old man's bidding and, uh, under his orders, had kidnapped and tortured quite a number of democracy activists, some of whom have never been seen again. So, you know, he's a deeply, as you might say, problematic character. Proboa was once banned from the United States over human rights concerns. Richard tells us who leads Indonesia really matters. It's an extremely important country. It's massive. It's got 270 million people, 17,000 islands stretched across the heart of the tropical belt. Uh, The distance from one end to the other is further than from London to Baghdad, to give you some idea. And it's got the world's largest Muslim population. And it's it's in Southeast Asia. It's, you know, it's the biggest, by far the biggest and the most important influential country. It's very strategic. All those islands, those waterways, you know, through them, a lot of world trade passes. So it matters a lot what happens there. women judged for swearing. This is a debate on the Times website today, started by none other than actress Olivia Coleman, who gave an interview recently saying, if a woman swears, people act shocked. Women are human, filthy, funny, loving, caring, just like men. Polly Vernon has weighed in on the debate, talking about her own love of swearing in public, alone, at the rain, the fridge, the television. (laughs) Now I do indulge in a bit of swearing myself, not of course on air, so Mm. listeners, you can breathe a sigh of relief there. But I think it is such an interesting debate on how society views women who swear versus men. And you can read all about it in Polly's piece on thetimes.co.uk and join in on the debate. Now, speaking of swearing, let's make a quick detour into the world of Premier League football, where apparently players are getting older, just like the rest of the population is getting older. So too are soccer players. The median age is now 26.9 years old. And the reporters over on Time Sport have crunched the numbers and done some fascinating analysis on what this means for clubs in the world's most famous league and for individual players and when they peak. We've certainly peaked for this podcast today. <laughs> Thank you for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with the help of the Times of London. See you tomorrow.